When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps, and of course, it's also a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you once and always for having me on board there, and thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. It's the Minnesota Wild season, of course, yet another one and done. The Minnesota Wild do end up losing in six games to the Dallas Stars. So there you go. Lots of fun, lots of excitement. Another one-and-done season. Another, uh, dare we call it, uh, Ghosts and Goblins, where you just kind of enter the playoffs and die right away, like the character in Ghosts and Goblins, especially somebody who's new at it. Minnesota Wild players, for the most part, are not new at being in the playoffs. So what's the deal? The head coach, what's the deal? I'm not sure, but this is what it sounds like. goblins yeah you know the game that's pretty much unbeatable unless you cheat pretty much for the most part for that nintendo years ago yeah i might do a game review on it for uh on video game flashback someday maybe i don't know i don't know (laughs) it's probably too hard that's what it feels like with the minnesota wild in the first round of the playoffs these days it's like everything looks so promising 113 points 108 points 104 points of this many points that many points they finished second they finished first they finished third they finished second they finished first they finished in the wild card it doesn't seem to matter where they finish they just get finished in the first round and the whole talk of like uh well it's not a failed season when you consider the circumstances yeah but i don't know can't you overachieve can't you overachieve once in a while like does it always have to be like say every time you're the underdog you lose don't teams actually overcome that once in a while? Like the 91 North Stars, for example. They didn't even have a winning record. In fact, they were flat terrible in the regular season. And then they were kicking everyone's butts in the postseason. I would take that once in a while. Wouldn't that be great? 
Like you barely make it and then boom, you just kick everyone's butt and go all the way to the final. That'd be nice. Or finals. I like that better. I still do. Um, but that just doesn't seem to be in this team. <clears throat> and there's all kinds of possibilities. The coach not adjusting this and that. This is probably going to be a one-segment shot, but I'm going to have two ads in the show because of, uh, yep, with DraftKings and now Raycon making his return and all that. So you'll notice the show is going to be released on, uh, it's going to be released May, the, uh, the morning of May 1st, but I'm recording in the evening on uh, the end of April just for the sake of, again, getting the ad in at the right time for uh, uh, Raycon. That's basically the way it is. It has to be done in the month of May. So that's how we're going to handle things, I suppose. And um, the only bad part is the Seattle and Colorado game will be uh, isn't over right now. In fact, it's zero zero as it's flashing in front of me on the screen. But I don't know. Are, are you listening to hear about Colorado and Seattle, or are you listening to hear about Minnesota? I think we're listening to hear about the Minnesota Wild. So that's kind of the the main focus here. It's going to kind of be like fan interaction and all that merged into one show, kind of the way like the way Derek does it uh, with Teresa or. Uh, Kalisha, what a great show. Uh, he even offered to have me on today, but I don't know. Desperate times call for desperate measures. It's called DoorDash and working and all that. So <laughs> that's kind of how it is. Sometimes you just, I don't know, it's got to be able to, <laughs> you know, I had a few extra bills this month. So or at least one big extra one. So I needed to get my butt out there and work a little extra today. It's fun stuff, but I don't know. DoorDash isn't that hard. It seems a lot easier than the, the Wild winning a playoff game. But then again, who am I? I can't even skate. So who am I to judge, right? <laughs> uh, skating like Ben Benoit Puglia would be quite an accomplishment in my world. But I don't know. It's insane uh, frustration. Well, I guess one major thing to talk about is the Bruins have been upset. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Bruins have been upset by the Panthers. Oh, my God. How did they do it, man? How, how did the Bruins... You know, it, it's just... How did you just know? Historically great regular season, and you're out in the first round. So the Bruins are feeling the same pain... In fact, probably 10 times worse in a lot of ways because he had the like historic season. Like, okay, they're finally going to win again and they get knocked out by the uh, Florida Panthers, a team that couldn't even win a, in the first round either. Like, they hadn't won a playoff series since uh, the, the 96 team that went to the cup final, which was quite a Cinderella finalist and then they got crushed by the Colorado Avalanche. We'll see if that's a rematch. I hope not. Go Seattle. But Colorado so far is dominating the, the puck for the most part, but well, they dominated the puck versus the Minnesota Wild in both game sevens at the Wild one in Colorado. So we'll have to wait and see. The Bruins upset the Panthers. Jeez, or we're, we're upset by the Panthers anyway. That might make a little more sense. Um, game six, it just kind of, you know, it just kind of came into it like there was just no vibe. There was no vibe. And yay, you change the flurry when things are going bad, like whatever. But... To me, Flurry wasn't going to make any type of difference, just like kind of Cam Talbot wasn't going to make any difference last year. Both goalies were disappointing last year, honestly, particularly uh, grand scheme of things. Obviously, Talbot was playing better, but because it finally got a fire lit under him with the whole, all the trade rumors and all that crap. But where all can we go with this? Um, obviously, like we talked about on the last episode, uh, well, multiple things of the whole coaching situation. This is obviously not going to be a game review. It's going to be kind of more of like... Where do we go from here, boys and ladies? Where do we go from here? <laughs> um, Tim Army, of course, not renewed. The whole coaching staff is oot in Iowa. So it's kind of like, again, yeah, not renewed. It's the same thing as being fired without being fired. Like as in, okay, we're not bringing you back, basically. So 
it's the same thing, just not terminating a contract before it's over, basically. So basically, in a lot of ways, Ryan Studer and Zach Parisi were fired by Bill Guerin, which is okay. I'm totally fine with it. Unfortunately, though, yeah, it turns out we were, you know, of course, again, still paying Ryan Suter with all this cap crap. And then he made us look like, well, not good, I guess. He made us kind of look like buffoons, kind of, sort of. Um, beat the crap out of uh, Kirill Kaprizov, of course, smiling and happy for the split second during the handshake line. That's cute and everything, I guess. And then, of course, Spurgeon and Studer, you know, had a little kind of a hug, so to speak, because they were pairs forever. Spurgeon looked a lot more friendly and emotional than Suter, though. Suter looked kind of stone-faced, like, eh, okay. You know, like, yep, good to thank, thank you. Which is interesting, I guess, to say the least. Um, I don't know. Uh, leadership on this team, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Bill Guerin, do you have anything to say about things? Well, that that's kind of the thing. Like, I've got to figure out, like, what what's the issue? You know, why, mm-hmm. why have we been falling short? The teams are good. Um, the guys play hard, but there's something uh, rooted here that is that's not working. And it's not just trading players and you know changing the GM and things like that. It's it's uh, it's, it's something in the in the way that we operate every day. It's something in the culture, and we need to change it. Mm-hmm. That's Bill Guerin's assessment. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes, that was two that was two years ago. Um, I think it's the same right now. Yes, um, th- the, there are still ripple effects to the whole Parisi Suter era. And I'm sorry, it, things haven't changed all that much. It's like a broken record player. The power play disappears. The penalty kill sucks in the playoffs. They could have the best penalty kill and the best power play, or it's red hot for. It's red hot in March. My goodness, wow. This, this power play is great. But I'm still waiting on a Stanley Cup being won in the month of March. It, it'd be nice and everything. I don't know, but uh, maybe they'd have to shorten the season and end it early. I don't think that's ever happened before. It usually doesn't work that way. Usually it's, if it's, I don't know, if it's shortened, it's because it started late because of something like a lockout or, God forbid, a <clears throat> what they call a pandemic, stuff like that, or whatever the heck else. Um, mm, yep, I mean, I don't know. Uh, do the Minnesota Wild need to make changes? as much as, uh, yeah, do, do the Wild need to make changes with the big club as much as they did with the AHL club? Well, I'm seeing the same thing going on, not advancing, not improving, no growth. When when stuff doesn't grow, you kind of move on, don't you? Like years ago, I thought the Timberwolves should have uh, moved on from Kevin McHale and Flip Saunders when they lost, what, five or six uh, first-round playoff series in a row. It's time to go, guy. Time to go. You're wasting Garnett's career. Um, Dean Evison, yeah, obviously you're not firing Bill Guerin, but I think it's uh, more Dean Evison and possibly members of the coaching staff. Uh, obviously, if it's Dean Evison, it's probably the whole coaching staff, maybe. Then again, Darby Henderson keeps surviving. Not sure what to make of that other than I think he's a good coach, but I don't know. Maybe you maybe you just got to start over, start start over, a completely different group. Um, and obviously see, uh, see uh, uh, maybe both of the alternates go or even... Uh, one in a million chance uh, Jared Spurgeon gets traded <laughs> somehow, some way, despite the no-move clause. Um, I, I, I don't see Jared Spurgeon as this tree trunk of the organization. Organization, as they might say. I always like to have fun with that. I don't see him as a tree trunk. I'm not sure this team's really ever had a true captain, honestly. Like they say, you know, like um, that uh, basically Koiva was just a crab apple and crab... Yeah, yeah, of course he was. You could always see that. Koiva was just kind of 
I don't know who he was, honestly. <laughs> kind of just, I, I don't know. He's, he's the typical guy who's never going to get you really over the hump. He, he was good in face-offs, not spectacular. He was good in them. Um, and it seemed like when you needed the biggest face-off ever, he would find a way to lose it. It just felt that way. Uh, big goals, great games would happen once in a blue moon. They just didn't happen all that much. He wasn't a star player, period. Um, good defensive player, yes. But magically, he would disappear in the playoffs. Um, guys like, I swear, it's like going back to the very beginning of the organization with the Brad Bombardiers and the Andrew Burnett's, guys like that. I mean, we're talking the genesis of the Minnesota Wild. When I thought there were... Um, pretty good leaders on the team. And, and it's so far back that it's like, you know, the team barely existed yet. Yet, it felt like players gravitated more to those guys than anything else and responded. See, like, people gravitate to Spurgeon, kind of, sort of, but I don't really see much of a response. I know, I mean, you, you don't need to burn the locker room down two or three times a year to show you're a leader. That's not exactly a good thing either. But at the same time, I don't know. Is he really, like... The, the guy, or should he be an alternate captain? You know, and it's like, I know everybody's like, you know, like the, the local media and all them, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Is that all we like to talk about here in Minnesota is ripping C's off of the captain? If it's Koivu, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he should have been just an alternate, you know. Maybe Spurgeon should be an alternate. Not because he's a bad guy, where Koivu kind of, Koivu was different. Let's just leave it at that. Um, or Spurgeon, maybe he's just not the alpha. Maybe he's kind of a beta. Aren't captains supposed to be alphas? Do you, do you sense alpha from Jared Spurgeon? That's kind of my big take of the night in a lot of ways when it comes to Jared Spurgeon anyway. There, there's always going to be other takes coming. But uh, is he really an alpha or is he a beta? Don't you think that's a real question? Seriously, though. That, I think that's a real question. Alpha is alpha, beta is beta. And it, it doesn't mean beta sucks. Sometimes like a B-plus personality, like a beta with leadership skills, is totally fine, and that's an alternate captain. I think that's uh, Matt Dumba to a nutshell. I do see um, uh, Felino closer to being an alpha, but he's out of control. He, he's he's out of control. He'll, get the, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be in the penalty box or ejected from the game when you need him out there, leading. So that's not really good leadership either. Do the Wild have that guy? I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe eventually, eventually, not tomorrow, not today, not tomorrow, but eventually, I think it's probably Faber. He's probably the closest thing to it. Back in the day, I mean, Brad Bombardier was kind of like that. He wasn't a commanding force, but he was, I, I don't know how to explain it. He, he just seemed to have, like, good leadership skills, and I think Brunette sure did as well. Um, people would gravitate to Andrew Brunette, that... Uh, I just don't see it, you know? Where Brunette, I I could see more leadership from him without being like, you know, obviously not burning the locker room down. Like, Felino might burn the place down while being ejected be, uh, from, while being ejected from the game because he went absolutely crazy on somebody, which doesn't happen all the time, but it's it happens enough to be a little too much. Um, and Spurgeon might be more of a B-plus than an alpha. Dumba, B-plus or just a flat-out B. I... I don't know, is, is Dumba really a leader or is he just kind of like somebody to, just kind of a voice in the room, kind of? So, I think leadership's a huge question. Huge question. That doesn't mean the culture sucks, but it also might not mean the culture is winning. It's just hard work and having fun. That's what uh, maybe 
Mr. B plus really is all about hard work and having fun. uh, That's what you say maybe in a room with a bunch of uh, people doing assembly, hard work and having fun. But this is the National Hockey League. This is the post. This is the postseason in the National Hockey League. You're you're not building devices. You're not building products. <laughs> Hard work and having fun. Okay, but I don't know. It, it's kind of weak. And there's a reason why uh, Bill Guerin said bleep that. We're about bleeping winning. And that's kind of my take about Spurgeon. That's my take about say probably all three of the leaders. Honestly. Again, you know, <laughs> hard to say. Um, Fleury's way past his prime. We all know that. Uh, occasionally he'll turn in a really good game, but I think he's an average to below average goalie at this stage of his career. God, I can't believe I keep seeing that. Boston got upset in overtime by Florida. I can't believe it. I, I just can't believe it. <sighs> I mean, I, what the heck, Florida? <laughs> And last year, Florida had that spectacular team with an unbelievable offense, but yeah, they gave up like five goals for every six they scored. Great. Uh, I don't really like that crap either. <laughs> but um, in, in, anyhow, where do I go with all that? I'm just, uh, all, all I did was look at the score. It's not like I'm watching highlights right now. I just saw the score, just looking at it. Four to three, just like the final score of the series. This is the darndest thing, seriously. Um, but congratulations, Florida. They obviously are super talented. It's not exactly the easiest out in the world. And, well, that got proven. Just like Nashville knocked out a great Chicago team years ago and went to the cup final and got beat by Pittsburgh. Yay. Most exciting day of my life, watching Pittsburgh win back-to-back cups. Oh, so exciting. Highlight of my life right there. Not. Um, <laughs> not. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, leadership. Leadership. And again, like uh, Derek was kind enough to mention that I had mentioned this on the uh, mentioned on his show today, that I had uh, today or Sunday, you know, Sunday, <laughs> yeah, afternoon, that I had uh, mentioned uh, that yeah, Dean Evison has not won a single series at the professional level. Um, when people talked about, oh, you know what, the minor league level, no, WHL is not the minor league level. That's one of the local media members. WHL is not the minor league level. That was actually Barrero, and it's it's okay. It's an honest mistake. It's okay. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. Uh, it's the juniors. He, he advanced past the first round and lost in the second, kind of like Mike Yo, at the junior level. WHL Western Hockey Lakers of the Calgary Hitmen and the Vancouver Giants, right? And the Kamloops Blazers was the other team. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, AHL out in the first round. And missed the playoffs. Out in the first round. Missed the playoffs. So, I mean, that's not looking good on your resume, brother. It's really not. The NHL, 0 for 4. 0 for 4, my friend. That's not going to get you very far either. 0 for 4. Uh, if you do count the qualifying round or bubble or whatever, I do count it because it was a best of five series. It's a one in a once in a lifetime or once in a whenever. Um, once every whatever the heck it would be. Solar eclipse or something. <laughs> um, thing where it was a five game series. You lost that too to an inferior team. That's right. He lost to an inferior team in that one. Uh, just like the Wilds' home record in the postseason. Of course, in the bubble, there was no such thing as a home record. Uh, there's no place like home, right? Well, no. There, there, There's other places than home, I guess, for the Wild. Every series that Wild have won, they were the road team. Every single one, they were the underdog, anyway. They did win a single uh, playoff. Uh, they did win a, excuse me, a closeout game at home once. Once. Um, God, I can't believe it, man. 
sorry. Yeah, the Bruins again. Um, that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. So so much for a rematch of the 1990 final. Yay. That's kind of lame. I would have liked that, actually. I, I, I really would have. Um, but no, the playoff record has been putrid. Uh, you lost to Vancouver. You lost to Vegas in a gutsy series, but you lost. And you lost kind of bad in Game 7. You got beat. Simply beat. And the fact you went down three games to one in the first place kind of sucks after winning the first game. Kind of sucks. Uh, but the other years, the other the other series that we won, we won the first game, lost three, and then won the next three. That was awesome. That was, uh, you know, of course, Colorado and Vancouver. And then the other Colorado series is kind of a back and forth, which we hoped this series was going to turn into, where the Wild ended up surviving by winning the last two in absolute bad uh, just tying the game up from being behind over and over and over and over and then finally leading for the first time with the final score a goal in overtime and Nino Niederreiter an epic absolutely epic seventh game um, where you lost your starting goalie to a concussion but honestly the, the quote unquote backup was better anyway I thought uh, at that time um, so yes uh, that was those were the only times we really won playoff series that, that one St. Louis series, yeah, that was good. Now I'm going over the same stuff way too much. But because it is it is a broken record, um, the, we, we get to enjoy so uh, conversating about a couple series we won and made it to the second round, and in one case, the third round. Um, other than that, though, Mrs. Lincoln, how, well, how was the play? We've lost uh, seven consecutive playoff series now, which is insane. Uh, obviously, <clears throat> pardon me. Losing to the uh, the Stars in six, losing to St. Louis in five when we had a spectacular record with Boudreaux. That was just disgusting and weird and lost to the guy we just fired, Mike Yo. Embarrassing beyond belief. Um, next year, missing the playoffs altogether because that team was, you know, that team was on the, uh, on the way out, it felt like, and so was uh, the general manager. 1919 again. Um, what am I talking about? 1920. Just going crazy. Yeah, I'm just losing it just thinking about some of this. 18-19 uh, was the year we missed the playoffs. 18, yeah, getting our asses handed to us by Winnipeg. That's what it was in just five games. Just getting our asses handed to us in 17-18 by Winnipeg. That was by far the best Winnipeg team. You know, losing to, yep, gosh, just five games. Just getting smoked by them. Uh, and then... That was, they were basically, the Wild were basically what the Wolves were this year. And we consider all those years together, and that's where you're at. getting Losing the first three games and then, you know, having a gentleman sweep against Winnipeg. Yeah, that's why Fletcher and all them needed to go. Where right now, it feels like we took a step back or so. And of course, yes, you have the salary cap situation. But you were in position to possibly do something. There were good players put here. We were able to work around the, the, the salary cap situation and have some nice players. In, in the lineup, like Nyquist, who I thought had a wonderful postseason. Uh, I, I honestly didn't talk about him enough on the last episode. Um, Gustav Nyquist, I think, had a wonderful postseason. And he's, he was, you know, nice playmaker. Of course, more of a one-way guy, but man, he's capable of defense, no doubt. Um, Johansson maybe a little bit more spectacular, but he also disappeared a little bit as well, like everybody else. Um, but when you feel like we, you know, despite the fact we may have actually looked more playoff-ready this year, Despite the slightly, despite the uh, inferior record to last season, we still were a division leader and not a wild card team. So what's all this talk about? Oh, well, what'd you expect? You know, what do you mean? What did I expect? <laughs> we were in the playoffs. 
Why can't we compete? Why do we always have to be the same dumb team that gets knocked out? Why do we always have to be that team that can't handle it? <sighs> yep, Florida, the sixth man on the ice. Yep, but I don't know. Why do we always have to be the same dumb team that can't handle special teams, that can't win face-offs? It's the exact same thing, like carbon copy of, like, I don't know how many years in a row that we've made the playoffs. Like Vancouver, everything just kind of stopped working. A lot of things were working. We were hanging in there, and we just couldn't get the job done against Vancouver, who hasn't been anywhere near the playoffs since that that day. They haven't been close. It's bullcrap. Talented players on the roster, but it's complete bullcrap that this team is still kind of stuck in the same spot. Ugh, it's, it's beyond me. It really is. Um, so, I mean, I honestly feel that changing Dean Evison out isn't the dumbest idea in the history of the world. It really isn't. You know, will it kill me if Dean Evison comes back? Not necessarily, but because obviously there's more to life than than that. But at the same time, I don't think we're going to get anywhere with Dean Evison as head coach. I don't think so. Um, He hasn't been willing to make the changes. He just simply hasn't. Uh, And, you know, he hasn't been willing to make changes when, when needed, make adjustments, change the power play hasn't been willing to do it. And when it's not working and you're not and you're just kinda of sticking to do sticking to what we do all year, blah blah blah. And, you know, four years in a row now, you're not getting anywhere. I think it's time for a change. I really do. Um uh, and I and I don't want to parrot, 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 you know. But uh, Derek mentioned did did mention something very interesting on his last show. Uh that at the end of the game Bill Guerin was uh, was uh, reportedly looking down on the ice, just kind of from where, where he was in the press box, looking down on the ice for a good 10, 15 minutes, silent, kind of like as if something's, you know, he's, he's really considering something, really thinking things over. And that could mean, uh, that could mean there is going to be a firing or just who needs to go, what needs to be changed here to uh, move forward. Coaches, certain coaches are not going to be brought back, but will it be all of them? That's the question, because Iowa's done. Iowa's cleaned house. They're, they're toast. As for uh, the Minnesota Wild, I would not, it would, <laughs> I don't think it's outlandish. I don't think it's insane to think that, that Dean Guerin, uh, Dean Guerin, Bill Guerin might make a move on the entire coaching staff. And uh, because, well, Bill Guerin knows a lot of people. He's known a lot of people forever. I got to think he's got ideas about who to bring in. Head coach, Head coaches, possibly uh, head coach and, and assistants, that could maybe help right this ship uh, long term. Long term, not just kind of temporary this and that, but long term, obviously. And um, because clearly this team, despite the horrible cap situation, still can compete. We still can hang in there. It, it's rough. It's really crazy. It's it's going to get even worse. What is it like two million worse now? So that's like a whole nother player worse. So, believe me, I understand. It's a very difficult difficult circumstance. But when you're actually there and you've shown reasons to believe that this team can compete in the postseason, then why all of a sudden is everything stopping and changing just in time to lose in the first round again? Why, why is it heading in that direction? So, obviously, those are huge questions to, uh, to get to. With that, I'm going to jump into an ad real quick here. If humanly possible, I think I have it up. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I'll do the Raycon second. Actually, part of me wants to do Raycon first. 
because it's been a while and I, I, I miss them. Let's get to Raycon right here right now. Um, let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, <laughs> yes, even without any customizations and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a, a, a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on. Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. And I really do, on a personal note, I really do enjoy my Raycons. They were not free. I bought these by myself, on my own. I believe it was two years ago, off of an angry video game nerd ad. 10% off at the time. So now here we are. <laughs> so that was that was when there was an ad on Angry Video Game Nerd. So these are the real thing. I really do own Raycons. So I'm not just saying it because, oh, wow, Raycon's sponsoring us. No, I actually am a fan. So this is all real. The audio quality is good. And they they last long. The battery power is incredible. I've, you know, <laughs> And the, the, the case, obviously, again, the battery power because you charge them in the case. Incredible. Um, and it doesn't take long to charge either. Holy cow. It takes like no time at all. So absolutely, I, I will vouch with pure honesty that they're fantastic. Uh, Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. And I was just holding them just now. <laughs> you can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. And oh, we, we can name them. They're expensive, boy. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options right now. You can pay as low as 18 bucks at checkout. Nice. They have an easy, uh, an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They have over a five, uh, excuse me, 50,000 five-star reviews. That's pretty dang cool. So my personal endorsement is very much in place. They are the real thing. They are the real deal. I'm not just saying it. Um, three customizable sound, uh, customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation. I can definitely vouch for that. Awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistant eight hours. That's right, eight hours of playtime. Um, Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15%, so not 10%, 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. With that said, here we go. Let's, uh, <laughs> that was uh, digging around some more. I'm going to jump into fan interaction here and there. I'm going to jump, yeah, I'm going to, actually before that, I'm going to look around the league just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. Um, not, nothing much more to say other than Florida and Toronto are going to be facing off in the conference semifinals. So much for the Boston Bruins. Toronto Maple Leafs or Florida Panthers are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals versus probably a better team, but we'll see. Probably. Uh, as good as, but, but Toronto is pretty epic, so I shouldn't just say that. Uh, they are an extremely talented team. It's just that they've been historic chokes. So, yay. Um, the weeds, as our friend would call it. So, the, you did have one major upset the first round. Uh, the lightning did not strike this time. 
It uh, this time the trees survived the uh, lightning strike. Carolina is awaiting a team that's going to be beat up after a seven-game series with New, uh, New Jersey and the New York Rangers. Dallas Stars are awaiting Seattle, Colorado, and a pretty good shot. They're going to the West Final. And don't be surprised if they do. Vegas Golden Knights in Edmonton. Wow. Awesome. Western Conference looks sweet. Eastern Conference looks sweet as well. You're going to have some fun hockey here going forward. So, yes. Now, we're going to jump into uh, <clears throat> uh, the fan interaction segment and kind of off and on questions. Why did I push that? I had everything set up and I pushed it for no dang reason. Um, no Method to the Madness was the most recent episode. I was kind of flipping out during that game. I said, uh, I'm ready for Everson to go. I'm tired of this garbage. Enough excuses. It's the same crap every single year. So no official response to that one. And I said, uh, do I consider this a failure? Absolutely. And then Derek says, shrugs. Yep, so he responded, at crease and assist. It's about what I think people felt was the best this team could do. And that was even if it was completely healthy. And yes, no jewelers in that was a huge problem. Yes. And it apparently is a fractured fibia. So yeah, I I know they really were they were shorthanded, and not only because of the cap situation, but, um, the fact that this team was able to maneuver on the cap as well as they did is extremely impressive. And I think that's a huge credit to Bill Guerin and Judd Brackett, but uh, and and other people in that organization that are cap experts. Um, but I'll go back to where Derek here. Uh, selfishly, I'm going to enjoy going to bed before 10 p.m. now. I understand. <laughs> I Obviously, I'm on the other side of the spectrum when it comes to going to bed early because I don't go to bed early. I'm a second shift guy for at this stage of my life anyway. Tim Sayer responds with, they desperately need a top-line center, but they can't afford it. That's for sure. Derek says, not at least for two seasons. I was saying, I understand the circumstances weren't ideal. Somehow, it just still feels, yeah, I didn't put the S, that sucks, like a failure to me. The way things completely vanished the past few games. <laughs> Derek says, to be honest, I feel nothing at all. That's, ooh, yeah, ouch. <laughs> that's apathy. And that's the worst word you could ever have uh, about a sports team. Once apathy pop, uh, once apathy sets in, you're in trouble as a sports franchise. Talk about apathy back in the day when the Wilds stopped making the playoffs for a long, long time. Ooh, apathy was setting in, and the Wolves are plagued with it forever. Anyhow, to be honest, I'm, I feel nothing at all. That's apathy. I expect this team to disappoint, especially in the playoffs. They rarely fail to disappoint. <laughs> Is that a silver lining? No. Being told uh, being told that's just a fact. Well, all kidding aside, this team is a pretender, and culture is still a question. Yep, that's for dang sure. I was saying, I, I think I think it is still a question for sure. I think there's too much lingering effects. Would you, uh, excuse me, you would hope that those effects were eradicated, but clearly not. No, they're not. Um, all three members of the team were very much around during most of the Parisi Suter era. So we can, uh, I, I guess we're putting that in our pipe and smoking it at the moment, unfortunately. Or the Wilds can put that in their pipe and smoke it, to be honest. Not us. We're the ones talking about it. Uh, Seattle has scored fairly early in the second period. All right, well, so <laughs> despite the fact Colorado's dominated the puck, Seattle has a score, da-da, da-da. Tenev, uh, Tenev, yeah. <laughs> Tenev, God. I still can't believe it was that last season. Tenev was, uh, the, 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 the whoever it was, I forget who it was in the league, they cut Johnny Goudreau for, for Tenev of Seattle. I believe he's a former uh, Calgary Flame. I couldn't believe it. Like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> that was insane. Like, boy, you hate him. <laughs> you you hate Johnny Goudreau anyway. And then Goudreau had his best season of his career. Thank you, but I still didn't win the championship. Anyhow, sounds familiar around these parts. Oh, how do I go back to where I was again? It's a good question. You just don't know what you're doing, do you, Joey? I'm like the Dean Evison of Twitter. I, I don't make any adjustments. I just do the same thing every time. I'm like Dean Evison. Yep. Okay. Season-ending thoughts. Let's talk Minnesota Wild. Da, 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 da. So I'm, I'm not as... I'm not as creative as I could be sometimes, but as far as just so I could fit in some of the, the names. Um, would like to hear from Ty Sadstrom. He had an awesome uh, lightning round on the last episode. It'd be cool to hear from you. Um, luckily, though, the main the, the mainstays, the pillars of this show have returned. Um, you guys are so awesome. But uh, honestly, you know, I consider Tom Hay and Ty Sandstrom. You guys are pillars, too. But just saying how, like, Jay Bushy, Brian Herrera, and, of course, Derek Kreese and Assist are huge pillars to this show. Absolutely, like, Huge. Huge. Anyhow, uh, before we get to the Derek Felska lightning round, I better do the uh, DraftKings ad, uh, ad and right now, because if I don't, I'm going to forget, and I'm going to be in trouble. So that would be a dumb mistake. Luckily, it's hockey-related. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. So, yes, uh, anybody betting on the uh, Florida Panthers, congratulations. Anybody that didn't bet on uh, that, that bet on Boston, whoops. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess, uh, I don't know. I, though I wouldn't be surprised if people did pound on Florida once they got into Game 7. And uh, congratulations, that's all i got to say about that. Uh, Toronto and, uh, boy, it's going to be really epic. Toronto versus uh, Florida, that's going to be a lot of fun. And really the whole East, the whole West. Hockey playoffs are unbelievable, aren't they? So you should have a lot of fun. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you who you should wager on. That's up to you at the end of the day. Further proof, I probably should have done this ad before the other one, but I was just so excited to get Raycon back in the mix. Uh, well, I can't. the Seattle one, the game's already started, so I don't know. I'm going to leave that alone by the time you... Uh, so like Edmonton Oilers versus uh, Golden Knights. Money line for uh, Edmonton Oilers, minus 115. Golden Knights, minus 105. So that's going to be really interesting to see how tight that is. Um, so for now, that's all we have for money lines. They haven't put anything up yet for uh, the other teams. But I don't know, I'll try to record as often as possible to get a lot of that out. So there you go. So I guess it's not too bad. I'm surprised they didn't have a money line up with Toronto, Florida. But I suppose that, game, that series wasn't lined up too quickly. The Derek Felska lightning round hath returned. And that's always a huge, huge thing. A really, really positive thing. Russo certainly seems to be indicating the team is going to trade Addison. Yep. And likely, it's put up or shut up time with Rossi or Rossi, but Rossi. Isn't this becoming another uh, cautionary tale for the projection crowd? If he couldn't replace the top six center now, when will he? Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's a really good question, and uh, and hard to say. You know, really hard to say. If he can't do it now, when will he? Well, I mean, yep, because the whole um, myocarditis thing. What was that? Two years ago, right? Two and a half years ago. That's kind of we can't talk about that anymore, really, right? I mean, it, it wasn't a good thing, or uh, but it's not like that's like up. Oh, hey, he had myocarditis. Hey, you know, hey, hey. Be, be patient. He had myocarditis. 
Yeah, but, I mean, that's, yeah, it's a long time ago. He's had plenty of time to get his condition back. His work ethic is really good, him being Marco Rossi, but um, it is becoming put up or shut up time. It's shut up time. It really is. Uh, hopefully it's put up instead of shut up, but otherwise it could be sh uh, shape up or ship out is more like it, which I do believe is the case with, uh, yes, with um, Addison, unfortunately. And it's too bad because it seems like yesterday there was Addison, looked like he had tears in his eyes, number two. Not the not those weird you know Iowa type numbers those weird you know minor league player here in the in the you know training camp preseason and all that those weird numbers like sixty three and stuff you know like that's weird obviously uh, unless you're like a superstar and want some kind of wacky number like ninety seven like uh you know you know <laughs> whatever Gretzky with ninety nine guys like that Lemieux with sixty you get the point I've babbled enough but uh, as for Edison yeah I mean. Seems like yesterday. Like here it is. You're here. You did it. You've made the team, and now it's time. And then, yeah, just less than a year later, it's like, I don't know, man. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, so it's an extreme frustration. And who knows? Maybe that's what's going on with uh, Rossi as well. His lack of size doesn't help. And the fact that he skates kind of his skating is not a strength at all. From you know, it's not. He's looked awfully slow and. Wouldn't you think he'd be fast? I don't know, but he's just simply not. It's more of like hard work and uh, good stick handling and stuff like that. But I don't know. Yay. Yay. I mean, it's, it's not really happening one way or another. So that's a good question. When will he? When will he? Um, as Bill Guerin might say, I don't know. You know how Bill Guerin does that sometimes? I don't know. Yeah, that's about uh, that's about it. I, that might be the lamest answer ever. Seattle is now taking a 2 nothing lead. Colorado's doing a Minnesota Wild right before our eyes. Seattle Kraken are cracking. They're getting cracking there. They're opening up their pistachios. Those wonderful pistachios. There, that, that, that should be their sponsor. But anyhow, sorry. Um, lightning round continues with Derek Felska. Rick Bonus got roasted by many for his post-series comments about the Jets. Whereas Dean said he was proud of his team after two ugly no-show games to be bounced again. Why can't coaches be allowed to criti uh, be critical of their team's effort? Yeah, I mean, I liked what Rick Bonus said. I think that was good. <laughs> I remember hearing it. I I don't have the exact words in front of me right now, but um, I, I, I liked what I heard, how it's just basically like unacceptable and it's embarrassing and garbage and this and that. Yeah, I would like to hear that from Dean Evison. I thought that was lame. I thought the press conference was awfully lame and, oh, we, we gave it our best effort. If that's your best effort, then you stink. <laughs> Seriously, you stink if that's your best effort. And he thought game five. I remember hearing that in the press conference. They, they, they really played their asses off in game five. Did they, though? I guess. Now they got their asses handed to them in game five. Sounds more accurate. I don't know. It, that was an awful game. Game five was awful. And game six was awful, too. So, yeah, good point there, definitely. That was... Bolsheviks, to be quite frank. The lightning round continues with the fact that Minnesota Wild finished 16th out of 16 teams in in the playoffs and in, in face-offs. Yeah, that's, to me, that's like a death nail. Um, how could you possibly win a series? You know, finishing dead last in the entire postseason uh, in the face-offs. That's awful. Um, isn't it about time this organization making a more concerted effort to draft and develop quality centers so we actually have some real depth in this position. Hell to the yes. It's like, it's kind of like, shouldn't the Twins, you know, isn't it a high time the Twins actually got decent pitching 
Yeah. You know, kind of like, like last year and such. It's kind of like that. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like, it's crucial beyond belief. Uh, the, the Twins pitching was embarrassing. The Wild Center situation has been embarrassing, quite frankly. Outside of Jules Chenek, who obviously is a really nice center, but he, he's not an elite star. And I don't know, if you have three Jules Erickson X, that's a hell of a lot better than what we had this year. We had zero Jules Erickson X in the postseason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, it really is. Um, isn't it about time this organization make a more concerted effort to draft and develop quality centers so we actually have some real depth in the position? It's almost like, again, remember how I was joking last year? Oh, they took another defenseman. We remember I was, me and Derek were having a laugh because it was like we have like 19 defensemen competing for six or seven spots, you know, like in the next couple of years. So it's like, yeah, I was joking about another defenseman. <laughs> we had a laugh last, last July during State of the Wild. I think it needs to be oh, another center, oh, another center. And because they're out there. There are centers. You don't even if you're not the number one or number twenty, uh, number one or number fifteen pick in the draft, they're bound to be out there. It's possible, and I think it's time to draft a ton of centers. I mean, really focus on it like they never have before. Honest to God. Um, next from Derek, what kind of diet soda would you compare Matt Boldy to, who led, <laughs> who led the Minnesota Wild in shots on goal? during these playoffs, only to never find the back of the net once. Diet right, perhaps? That that might be about up there. That's about up there, yeah. I do not like diet soda at all. It's not. First of all, it's not good for you. Yeah, yes, I'm one of the conspiracy theorists that believes aspartame causes cancer. Yes. Yes, I am. If that makes me a conspiracy theorist, so be it. Um, it's not good for you. Um, uh, otherwise, diet right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never been a fan of Diet Coke at all. Or like caffeine-free something. Caffeine-free Diet Pepsi. For some reason, I kind of like the taste of that, though. I don't know. It has a weird aftertaste, but I kind of liked it, which is weird. Um, But he's definitely caffeine-free. A caffeine-free Diet Pepsi, maybe. Something like that, if that exists. Because it's like there was not much energy out of Mad Boldy. But uh, Diet Right, yeah, that's probably way up there. It looks like there's a few responses to that one. Responses. Shasta. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> caffeine free yeah that that fits perfectly caffeine free mike says yep moco v65 haha shasta ginger ale Teresa ferry says i believe the answer is tab and then jennifer adams says meow interesting <laughs> oh yep um diet right but otherwise yeah like probably something along the lines of like caffeine free because there's just no damn energy at all here's a cool one um Soda Stick. Working on it. Yep, and Derek says, which one of these five logos would you success, uh, suggest to Soda Stick for a Debuty League this summer? Um, they say, working on Debuty League Summer 2023 swag. Which one is your favorite? Puck Dude. 8-Bit Ice Hockey. Land of Buttes. Like, like Lando Lakes. USA Beauty. Sunset Vibes. I think you know which one I'm going to pick. Video Game Flashback, baby. Duh, Beauty League. 8-Bit. 8-Bit. Yep, where it's literally that ice hockey, like one of the ice hockey, like medium-sized guys as he's uh, shooting the puck, as he's got that wind-up, like, look, whatever, after he's released it. 8-Bit Hockey. Oh, yeah. 8-Bit. They're all really cool, honestly. I like the, yeah, I like all of them, even though, yeah, the one that looks kind of like a sunset in California. That's really cool looking, actually. That's probably my second favorite choice. You know I'm going to pick 8-Bit, though, don't you? (laughs) You just knew it. Um, I'm retweeting that just for fun. 
8-bit all the way. I'm going to retweet it with a quote. Okay, undo, quote, tweet, 8-bit all the way. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Hashtag BDW, man, yep. <laughs> you knew I was going to do that, didn't you? You knew it. You set me up, didn't you? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Jay Bushy says, what do they... What do they do to get Boldy more, uh, I'm guessing you mean assertive, shoot more and take the puck to the net? Question mark. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, take the puck to the net, shoot more, because we didn't see any of that, honestly. He just seemed kind of just kind of soft and kind of like, I don't know, he has the puck, and now he doesn't have the puck. Uh, oh, well, okay, he's, he's passing okay, that's great. But yeah, he just felt like timid, kind of like intimidated, and I don't know, like it was kind of too big for him, that kind of thing. That's what it felt like. felt like a young guy. Maybe you go out there like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this, that kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Like, you still need your uh, your floating devices when you're trying to go out and swim, that kind of thing. That's what it kind of felt like the last two years in the playoffs for Boldy. It's extremely frustrating. Take the puck to the net, yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously, bulk up, get stronger. I, I mean, I'm sure he's strong, but get stronger. Like, bulk up in this offseason. Really hit the weights hard. It's, it's something that I'm, uh, you know, going to hi highly recommend, obviously, for somebody like a Matt Boldy to really, truly be the power forward that he can be in this league. The skill is there. Get stronger. Get more confident in those tough situations uh, to provide more of a forecheck, damn it, rather than just kind of, I don't know, being part of the scenery. Brian Herrera wraps things up here. This team makes me want to drink. To me, it looks like Hartman went back to being a third-line grinder. Yep, yep. And not the first-liner he played, uh, like, during the stretch at the end before Carrillo went down to the injury. Uh, why do you think Hartman has such a wide play range this year? Um, injuries are part of it. Also, I don't know. I think in some ways, uh, in, in some ways, teams maybe figured him out a little bit. Like last year, he kind of came out on the scene, and then this year, teams focused on him more than in the past. You know how teams adjust to players. Them teams adjusted to Boldy in a lot of ways. The more physical you get, the more he struggles. A lot like a certain number ninety-seven with Minnesota this year in the playoffs and uh, against Vegas the first time around when Pete DeBoer was the coach of that team. So, I don't know. It just all looked super familiar. Like we're watching the same movie over and over again. Like you're watching, uh, I don't even know. Like It's a Wonderful Life or something, which is a good movie. Just saying, imagine if you watched it over and over and over again. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Because um, obviously it's a very old movie. So, <laughs> very old movie. Um, yeah, that's kind of what it's felt like. That team's adjusted to them and knew how to slow them down in a lot of ways. Or Hartman, to me, is not somebody I really want to count on as a, a first-liner. I don't think he is. I think I think a third-liner is what Hartman is. Uh, it's, it's better than the fourth-liner we originally saw him as, but I, 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 I think that's the farthest you're really going to go with Hartman. He's a legitimate third-line player in this league who is probably, you know, at best a 20-goal guy. That whole 33 thing, flash in a pan. That's how I see Ryan Hartman. It was an awesome flash in the pan, but unfortunately it ended uh, abruptly. And, uh, like, where'd it go? I'm not so sure. Uh, obviously, he's a decent player, and for the for the price that he costs, 
more than worthy of keeping him around, of course, in, in, in that sense. But I don't know. If you can eventually replace him with a more skilled player on the roster at a cheap uh, rookie scale, well, so the frick be it, right? Uh, at the end of the day. But for now, I mean, I, at least he's inexpensive and he's productive uh, at the very least. But if you're counting on him to be like a the, the star that's or to be one of the one of the better players, I think we're we're screwed. Um, kind of like putting Denny Hawking at shortstop when uh, Pat Mears got hurt. It's just, yeah, he was a really nice backup shortstop, but starting shortstop, good good night. You know, all of a sudden when the pressure was on Denny Hawking, he went from a guy that was batting 280 to a guy that was batting about 200 or 180. And that was annoying at best. Uh, with that said, that was way back in the day, like early 2000s, I believe, with the Minnesota Twins, late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, with that said, thank you again so much for listening to the show. Really appreciate all of you and the comments and really, 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 really appreciate it. Major shout-outs to, of course, MNW Prospects, uh, you know, Paolo Bennett, Justin Bakke, Brandon Cost. You guys are absolutely awesome. Um, Minnesota Wild Global, hosted by, uh, you know, created by Scott Cavendish, uh, Patrick Turner of uh, Minnesota Wild Nation. Always going to shout out to you guys coming in out of Florida. In his case, congratulations. In case in case uh, the Panthers might be your second favorite team, congratulations. Um, to all of you in Florida that might be uh, very happy to see the Panthers doing well. Like, you, you love us, but you like the Panthers too. Yeah, con- congratulations. That's all I can say about that. Because uh, maybe, maybe you're in for some kind of amazing run. Like last year, you were what Boston was, the best team in the league. So we'll see. Maybe you're going to have that big rebound and go all the way. Just might happen. Um, with that said, thank you again so much for listening. Tell your friends about the show. Please put a positive rating on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, or um, um, Audible is a place you can put uh, a rating, I believe. Spotify, you can put star ratings. If you, if you could, it really would help the show. And in advance, thank you so very much. With that said, thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm.